Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke, the book of Luke chapter um, 8. And I want to read those first three verses to all of our sisters. I want to say happy Women's History Month. Amen. We celebrate you. We thank God for wonderful um, last weekend, our women's celebration. Thank God for that. Thank God for our state women who are going through a period of recognizing uh, women from the eastern New York area um, in our history and in our current present time. Thank God for them. Thank God for what is happening, amen, among our women as they, they rise up and step, continue to rise up and step to be all that God has called them to be. In the book of Luke chapter 8, Verses 1 through 3, it says, After this, um, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, town to town, village to village, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. It says, The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and disease. Mary called Magdalena from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Amen. On this first Sunday in Women's History Month, I want to share with you from the topic Ministry, ministry starters and ministry sustainers. Ministry starters and sustainers. Jesus gave sight to the blind. He raised the dead back to life. He made the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. He turned water into wine and made crooked limbs straight. He fed thousands with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread. He cured those that had leprosy. Amen. He walked on the water. He set the captives free from demonic possession. He even stilled the storm of the raging sea. But even with all that he did and all that he could do, the Bible says that Jesus received financial support for his earthly ministry. Luke makes it a point of highlighting the fact that women were among those who helped to financially support the ministry of Jesus and the apostles. Jesus received support for his ministry. The reality is, here it is, the reality is that women have always been substantially involved in building and supporting ministry. You know I'm telling the truth. But are often behind the scenes 
unnamed, unidentified, unsung heroes, uncelebrated, but yet they are consistently involved in starting and sustaining ministry throughout the history of the Christian church. This month is Women's History Month. And the achievements and the accomplishments and the contributions that women have made throughout American history, it's being highlighted and celebrated throughout African American history. Women have been in the forefront of sustaining our families throughout slavery segregation, Jim Crow, reconstruction, racism, fighting for civil rights, starting and sustaining churches. They've nurtured our faith. Amen. Um, Brother Mike talked about, um, saw, talked about Sister Smiling, Deacon of Smiling, and, and, and Reverend Edney. My mind just goes back and I think about those women who have nurtured my faith and nurtured my growth. My mother, my own dear mother who's up in glory. Mother Arch, who was the pastor, Reverend Lorena Arch, who I, who I followed into this pastorate. Reverend Edney, Ernestine Edney, oh bless God for her. Mother Hall, amen. And Marion Moore, who they just honored this weekend. And so many more. And of course, my own lady, my lady Deborah, she has nurtured me, amen, for over, almost 42 years. She has poured into me and prayed for me and encouraged me. And of course, she would say, Mother Ebron, Mother Dora Ebron, and, 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 and Lady Garrison. Women have been there all throughout our lives. We need to acknowledge that and recognize that. And that does, that's not a threat to men, it's just reality. They have nursed all of us. They have mothered all of us. They have fed and sacrificed for all of us. They have prayed for all of us. They read scriptures Amen. And went without so we could go with. They watched and raised other people's kids to put food on our table and clothes on the backs of their children. And sometimes along, amen, with, with, with a husband and sometime all alone. They did all these things in the body of Christ. Our grandmothers, our mothers, our sisters, and our aunties have been both minister, ministry starters, and ministry sustainers. Those who have received ministry and those who have been givers of ministry, those who are receivers of ministry, became givers of ministry, supporting ministry. And isn't that how it should be? We should not always be in the position of having to receive ministry. We should get in a position that we ought to be givers of ministry and givers of support. 
Jesus traveled. He traveled from town to town and village to village proclaiming the good news of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. Preaching and teaching and proclaiming wherever he went the rule and the reign and the sovereign purposes of God. The Bible says that the twelve were with him when he went from town to town and village to village. Remember, he, he hand-selected them after a period of fasting and prayer and he, and he beckoned them to come, be with him, follow him. These were the 12 apostles. And the scripture says that as he went throughout the region proclaiming the kingdom of God, they were there. Simon Peter was there. James, son of Zebedee, who is also known as James the Greater, was there. John, the son of Zebedee also, and the brother of James. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. Amen. And Philip, they were there. Bartholomew, who is also known as Nathan. Matthew was there. Thomas was there. James, son of Alphaeus, who is named, known as James the Less, he was there. Thaddeus was there. Simon the Zealot was there. And here it is too. Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed the Lord, he was there as they went from town to town and village to village. Those men whom Jesus called to be with him, those that he would train, amen, they would be the foundational stones in the church. These men who had left all to follow Jesus, these men who had given up their livelihoods and given up even their sources of income to respond to the call that Christ had given them to follow him. So that they too might go and proclaim and preach and teach the good news of the kingdom. As they went establishing the church, but not only were the 12 with Jesus, Luke very pointedly, very clearly says that there were some women also with Jesus. Women who directly impacted the ministry of Jesus. Women who had been, who themselves had been receivers of the healing and delivering ministry of the Lord. They became supporters, sustainers of the ministry. Women who had been healed and delivered and set free and made whole. Glory to God supported the ministry financially and the scripture says they supported it out of their own means which means that some of the women were women of financial means it means that some of these women had access to financial resources that some women of influence of status women who may not have had much but who 
but were able to encourage other people to invest. Women who could say, such as I have, I give. Women who were there, who were willing to invest in the ministry of the Lord. Why? As a way of showing and expressing their gratitude. As it were, to pay for ministry forward. To pay it forward. Three things I'm going to tell you about these women. Number one, these women supported the ministry of preaching. Preaching was the business of Jesus. Amen. He went proclaiming, preaching, teaching the good news of the kingdom. He came to declare, to preach and proclaim the kingdom of our God. He was faithful. He was faithful, amen, as he consistently preached and proclaimed the gospel. And these women supported. What they supported was a solid and consistent preaching ministry. It was no, as it, it was no um, um, fly-by ministry. It was no um, um, pie-in-the-sky ministry. It was no, um, um, how can I say, uh, um, come with me an hour and I will uh, make you prosperous. Uh, it was no um, prosperity ministry that says, if you go with me, all of, your, all of your concerns will be wiped away. It was no um, fairy tale kind of preaching ministry. No, it was a faithful, consistent ministry. In fact, Jesus would say, listen, if you're going to follow me, pay attention. He says, birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. He was saying, listen, I am not going like I'm rich. He left glory, left the glory, the riches of glory. He divested himself so that he could come, amen, and proclaim the good news of the kingdom, that whosoever will could come to him. These women, they supported, amen, a, a faithful, consistent preaching ministry, preached every way he could. And the message he proclaimed was faithful and consistently about the kingdom of God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. That's about the kingdom. That's the good news. Praise the name of the Lord. John 5 24, Jesus says, Verily, verily I say unto you, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. That's good news. He said, I've come to bring life and that more abundantly. These women supported the preaching ministry of Jesus. 
These women also supported the ministry of discipling. You see, making disciples of others was what Jesus was actually doing with the twelve as they were with him, as they saw him, as they heard him. He was equipping them to do what he was doing with them that they would do with others. It would soon be called the Great Commission. It would be a commission that was not just for the 12, but would be a commission for all those who named Christ as Lord. The support of these women was critical. It was critical to the ministry. Listen, it is very doubtful in my opinion that these 12 could have gone into full-time ministry with Jesus without financial support. Some of them had families to support. They had bills to pay. They had to eat and they had to travel. As they went from town to town to town. And they would need financial support. I'm so glad that God is more than enough and he's more than able. Amen. Matthew 28 says, he tells us, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what? Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. They supported a ministry of discipling at its its early beginnings. But it would lay the foundation that would go through the centuries to right now. Thank God. It would go through the centuries even to Timothy and his grandmother and his mother. Amen. And Paul discipling them. And the the, the commission, amen, would follow all the way through the church to today. As God has called us to lift up Christ. Amen. And raise up generations of disciple-making disciples. Amen. In this congregation, we've got to support, like these women, we've got to support, amen, the ministry of preaching and teaching. We've got to support the ministry of disciple-making. And these women, they did just that. But thirdly, not only did they support the ministry of preaching, Not only did they support, amen, the ministry, amen, of disciple-making, but I submit to you that these women supported ministry out of devotion. They didn't support it to be seen. They didn't support it to get um, pats on the back. They didn't support it to get their name listed on who's who. They supported it out of devotion. You see, they were grateful for what Jesus had done for them. The scriptures say that women who had been cured of evil spirits and disease, they were with Jesus. It tells us that each of them had been reached and impacted by Jesus in a very special way. And as a result... They were helping to support the ongoing ministry of Jesus and the 12 out of their own means, their own resources. 
their own finances, which no doubt included both property and businesses. It was out of devotion. It was out of gratefulness. Some writer, some writer says, when I just think, when I begin to ponder or think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. What comes up out of you when you begin to think about how good God's been? When you begin to think about where he brought you from? When you begin to think about how God has touched you? How God has forgiven you? Something ought to bubble up within your soul. Something ought to respond with gratitude and devotion. Something ought to get in your hands. Get something in your hands. Amen. The psalmist says, what shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? He says, I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vow. Unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. They supported his ministry and the ministry of the twelve out of devotion and gratitude. Luke, Luke identifies three of these women by name. And while there are many others which remain nameless, he names three of them to tell these persons, these women, were among the many women and others who supported the ministry of Jesus, who were ministry sustainers. And even though there are many that are nameless, their impact is far-reaching because of their financial support that they provided for the ministry. There was Mary Magdalene who had been delivered from seven demons who stood courageously at the cross when Jesus was being um, crucified when most of the other disciples save John had ran and hid. Mary, who was one of the one who Jesus appeared to after the resurrection. It was out of her devotion and her gratitude and her appreciation that she faithfully and consistently supported the ministry. And then there was Joanna. Well, Joanna was the wife of Herod's steward, who was, would have been uh, the, the court, a court official who would look after the king's estate, would look after the king's financial interests, which would mean that her husband was a highly trusted official, and he was well compensated. Hello, somebody. And Joanna comes from a well-to-do family and the gospel has reached all the way into Herod's court. 
And she has been one of those women that have been financially faithful to support the preaching and the discipling ministry of Jesus. And then Luke names Susanna. This is interesting. This is the only reference we have of Susanna. No other reference is given in Scripture. She represents the prominent disciple who is known by everyone but serves in capacities and positions that few ever notice. Her name is listed. She is there. She is known. She is a devoted servant in her giving. But this is all we know about her. And then Luke says, there were many others. Now the gender of the Greek tense suggests that these many others are many other additional women. These are the unknown, the unnamed, but the all-important followers of the Lord who support and sustain ministry, who serve in the background, not up front. Totally unknown, but they still remain faithful. See, some folk only faithful unless you know you, they can be known. Did, do you ever notice that millionaires don't go around flaunting money? They don't go around um, riding in, 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 in rolls, flashy cars, and they don't do that. But give somebody a little bit of money and a little bit of title, and oh my goodness. It's on their fingers, it's on their back. That's another message. <laughs> but these many others, they're faithfully, consistently serving and supporting and sustaining ministry with their finances, even as they participate in ministry with their presence. Perhaps it has been the Mary Magdalenas and the Joannas and the, Sus and the Susannas that have been the primary um, sisters that have been ministry starters, along with godly men, called men, anointed men, who have established ministries over the decades. But I submit that it has been the many others who have been the ministry sustainers over the decade. Decades. Women who have borne the weight with men of ministry together to sustain the financial health, a man of ministries, congregations, women who have taught Sunday school and led prayer meetings and gathered children, a man from the community to bring them to church. The reason why, a man, my family, the McDowell family, came to Church of God of East New York is because of a little Barbasian lady named Blanche Corbin 
who would go through the community gathering children, bringing them to Sunday school. One of those children that she brought was my oldest brother. She brought Bob to Sunday school, Sunday after Sunday. My mother went to another church for, for regular service. That was a distance away. Mother Corbin would continually invite her, come to our church, come visit us. Eventually, because she was so persistent, mom came to visit. And there was this woman in the pulpit named Reverend Lorena C. Arch. And she was, she didn't, she was no um, puffy kind of person, no um, untouchable. She was not like that. Her head was not in the cloud. But she had an anointing on her life. She loved God and she loved people. And mom fell in love with her. And then all of us started coming, amen, to the church of God of East New York. There have been people in our history, like, like Sister Hagen, who gathered children together to bring them to Sunday school at the Church of God of East New York, but then started gathering children to bring them to church there in Brownsville. And that's how the Brownsville Church of God got started because of a woman, amen, from this church who began to gather the children. Oh, and we've been learning some other stuff, and maybe we'll, we'll share that with you at another time. But, but thank God for those women, women who clothed the naked and fed the hungry, women who cleaned the homes of the sick. Now, i got to share this one with you. We learned this weekend that Sister Hagen, she used to bring the Ebron children to East New York first. But it was a distance from where they lived. And I say that to say this. My wife, Deborah and Ibram McDowell, we were destined for each other. Welcome back home, baby. <laughs> it's been exciting. God is God. And it was because of a woman who loved children and loved the word of God to bring them to church. Listen, it's time for you to bring your children to church. It's time to come back to person-in-person -person church, and you need to bring your kids to church. Women who have cleaned the homes of the sick. Women who have faithfully gave substantially more than a tenth, more than a tithe, even out of fixed incomes. And on this first Sunday of Women's History Month, we celebrate those women. The women we know and those we don't know. We celebrate the women who are with us in ministry today and we celebrate those who are no longer with us they've been called home from the field but we celebrate them those women some have walked away from congregations for reasons only they know but those women who are newly among us 
we celebrate you too. Because you too have stepped up and you are faithfully supporting the ministry. We celebrate you and thank you for your faithful support. Now hear this. The opposite of support is to oppose, to neglect, or abandon. Where are you? Are you a sustainer, supporter, or have you come to a position of opposing, neglecting, or abandoning? I want to encourage anyone who will hear my voice this morning. Join the long line of ministry starters and ministry sustainers in the life of this congregation and in the body of Christ, both male and female. Let me close with this because it's very good news. I don't know where you are spiritually, but God knows. Maybe you walked away from God. You walked away from the church. You said, I, you, in your mind, you convince yourself, I, can, I, I, I love God, but I don't love the church. You can't, that doesn't work that way. You, you can't love the groom and hate his bride. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that you, you, you need one another. He says, love one another as I loved you. And he says, by this love shall all men know that you are my disciples. You can't get away, amen, from the one another's. You can't even do the one another's without being connected. I want to tell somebody that doesn't know the Lord that there is mercy and forgiveness available. There's an abundant life that Christ died to give you. Jesus gave his life to purchase and provide for you a new life. I want you to know that Christ is able right now, today, to redeem your life and bring healing and deliverance your way. He knows your past. He knows all your sins. He knows any rebellion that's in your life. He knows how you have tried to push God to the side, out of your life. He knows all the excuses, and yet still, with all that he knows about you, he still loves you. Oh, glory to God. He still has a purpose for your life, and he's still ready to forgive and pardon you. If you today would simply ask him to forgive your sins, ask him to give you this life, Commit your life to him, the rest of your life. Lord, I'll follow you. I know it's a big ask, but I want to tell you, we serve a big God. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead right now. Ask him. Ask him. Forgive me. Have mercy upon me. Right there where you are, Jesus calls you to follow him. Will you do it? Father, I pray for those that are in the hearing of my voice. I pray to God for the desire, both the will and desire to come to you. Come just as they are. 
come in this moment crying out to you for forgiveness. I pray for their deliverance. I pray for the healing of their soul. Give them, their God, the life that you have prepared for them. May they pursue the purposes that you have for them. I pray, dear God, for our children. I pray for our youth and our young adults, dear God. I pray for mothers and fathers in a world filled with so many voices, so many choices. May they choose you. May they hear you above the roars of the crowd, above the allure of this world. I pray for them, Lord. I pray for mercy. I thank you, dear God, for those women who have sustained ministry and families, who have started ministries. Thank you. Thank you for the sustainers in our lives. We pray your blessings upon those that of us that are still here, may we be known as those who sustain ministry. May our generosity reflect our gratitude. May our generous giving be a reflection of our gratitude for all that you have done, for your many benefits. Now I pray, God, that you would bless us as we come to this part of the service, dear God, where we re renew our commitment to you and we renew our commitment to one another that we are the people of God. Those, dear God, that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Those that have said yes to your will and yes to your way. Search our hearts, Father. See if there be anything in us not pleasing to you. Cleanse us, O God. Lord, if there's any, dear God, that have grudges and, and, and that are holding um, um, people, dear God, hostage, dear God, to unforgiveness. Father, I pray for them. I pray, God, that you'd help us to release those, dear God, that we feel have hurt us, offended us. May we do what you've commanded us to do. May we go to our brother and go to our sister and be reconciled. Be the church. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to cog-eny.com. That's cog-eny.com. And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now God bless.